أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ولقد أنزلنا إليك آيات بينات وما يكفر بها إلا الفاسقون أو كلما عاهدوا عهدا نبذه فريق منهم بل أكثرهم لا يؤمنون الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ثم أما بعد This is ayah number 99 of Surah Al-Baqarah The previous discussion we had a couple of weeks back uh, was in regards to being selective and being critical of Jibreel alayhi salam and being picky about the fact that he is the one that Allah sent to deliver the message to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and so in conclusion of this conversation really these are concluding remarks of this part of the discussion Allah azza wa jal is telling his messenger that there's nothing sh- there's nothing short in his message you know when someone you're trying to tell someone something and they don't accept what you have to say a feeling crawls into your mind maybe what i said was not convincing enough maybe what i had to give them wasn't good enough so it's kind of like sales you know when somebody doesn't buy your product maybe when you didn't make the sale you start losing either confidence in your product or in yourself that maybe you didn't do your enough of a job or maybe the product isn't very good that they didn't bite into it they didn't buy it so after this list of criticisms now the messenger himself sallallahu alaihi wasallam is being given a boost of confidence and allah begins with la and lam in arabic is it's called harf at-tawkid by grammarians but also Rhetorically speaking, it's the response to an oath. So it's like Allah is swearing and the oath is implied inside the text. وَلَقَدْ أَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ آيَاتٍ بَيِّنَاتٍ It's like Allah is already swearing for sure. We have already sent down upon you, especially to you, إِلَيْكَ آيَاتٍ بَيِّنَاتٍ Clear, miraculous signs. This is something we had a long discussion about before in the tafsir of Surah Al-Bayyana in this masjid. Long time back. But when, when Allah Azza wa Jalla used the word bayyana, you know, لم يكن الذين كفروا من أهل الكتاب والمشركين والمنفكين حتى تأتيهم البينة. And ex- the explanation of that word, that what is that clear, undeni- undeniable kind of proof? It's a combination of two things. رسول من الله يتلو صحف المطهرة. Two things come together. The messenger who's from Allah that recites purified scripture. So there are two things that are mentioned there: the messenger and the message. And this is very important for us to understand the clear nature of the ayat. وَلَقَدْ أَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ Once again, not just أَنزَلْنَا آيَاتٍ بَيِّنَاتٍ أَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ آيَاتٍ بَيِّنَاتٍ We have sent to you miraculous signs. Now the you obviously refers to the Messenger of Allah wasallam. Part of the clarity, the ayat themselves are miraculous. The, the Arabs did not have a response to them. The wisdom in them, the truth in them, the arguments in them, the beauty in them, all of it was unmatched. At the same time though, who is the one giving them these ayat? His character is unmatched, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. These ayat, this message has credibility also not just because of what they are, but also who they're coming from. These two things come together for it to have actual credibility that can't be doubted. On the one hand, the word itself is something that's undeniable. On the other hand is the character of the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that's undeniable. So both of these things in that sense are the perfect combination. There's nothing missing. So the messenger shouldn't feel والسلام, that there's anything missing on this side of the, the aisle. If there's any problem, it's on the other side. The one that refuses to accept. And on this note, just on a, on, a, on a tangent, but really an important tangent. When we talk about the work of da'wah, we often talk about the clarity of the Qur'an. 
and how perfect it is and how miraculous it is and how amazing it is. But that's only half the picture. The, the clarity of the message and the perfection of the message is one half the picture. What gave that message its credibility above and beyond its own perfection is the one that was delivering that message had a character that had credibility. Had had a personality that had credibility. He was, a, he was really recognized as a symbol of justice and honesty and mercy in the society even before he uttered a word of Qur'an. He already established his credibility. Now think about that. How are we going to actually do the job of da'wah just by talking, making pamphlets about how awesome the Qur'an is? and not have any credibility of our own. We don't stand for justice. We don't, we're not the, the examples of taking care of the, the, the needy, or standing up against all forms of injustice, whether they affect us or anybody else. We don't, we don't, get, we don't go in an uproar when somebody else is oppressed. Oh, that's their problem. But if something comes and happens to us, we're ready to protest. That's not justice. That's, self-centered, that's a self-centered attitude. And that makes us no different than any other lobby group. That is interested only in helping who? Their own selves, not the cause of justice. But this is something the Messenger ﷺ was far above. And even, I mean, my teacher when explaining this concept gives some very powerful examples. Like, you know the, the family of Yasir anhu was being tortured, killed. What did the Messenger tell them? ﷺ, is there a protest? No torturing Muslims, we're, causing, we're, we're not terrorists, we're just asking for, you know, to believe in one, one God and... You know, we're not here to hurt anyone and he's not in, no protest. Actually, he tells him, be patient. He tells Yasser and his family to be patient. That their reward will be in paradise. But at the same time, when a mushrik comes to the messenger, والسلام, and Abu Jahl has taken his money, and he comes to the messenger, this is a mushrik coming to the messenger for help. At a time when the Muslims are being persecuted. And so he comes in for help and he says, Abu Jahl took my money. He grabs him by the hand, goes to Abu Jahl. And tells him, better give him his money back. He starts fighting for the rights of who? For the mushrik. When the Qur'an came down with ayat about the baby girl being buried, it wasn't the baby girls of Muslims. These were baby girls that were born in non-Muslim families, in mushrik families. You could say that's their problem. But no, the Qur'an came with a call of justice. Justice that was affecting Muslims or not affecting Muslims. Justice that happened, whether it dealt with us or not, we came, the Qur'an came with this universal call which also gave it credibility. So if we abandon these principles and expect that our, the message itself should be enough, websites and videos should be enough, published pamphlets and books and flyers should be enough, then we're deluding ourselves. Those things are critical, absolutely, I don't deny that. But they will be a, a hollow shell if we don't fill it with the character that is required, you know. This is why hadith, like the, you know, the simple statements of the Sahaba, they become so deep when you think about them. When the messenger, when it was asked about the messenger from Aisha radiallahu anha, I think everybody here knows the statement, kana Qur'an, that his, his ethical character, his character was the Qur'an. Meaning the Qur'an was not just a book, it was a person embodying those principles. So now Allah says, وَلَقَدْ أَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ آيَاتٍ بَيِّنَاتٍ وَمَا يَكْفُرُ بِهَا إِلَّا الْفَاسِقُونَ and no one disbelieves in these miraculous signs, in this perfect message, except those who are inherently corrupt. Al-Fasiqoon. Once again, careful. Just because somebody, you, you were at some da'wah table and somebody came and didn't accept the message of Islam and walked away, you say, Ah, وَمَا يَكْفُرُ بِهَا إِلَّا الْفَاسِقُونَ No one disbelieves in it except the Fasiqoon. There goes another Fasiq. That's not how it works. Wait, when did Allah give the verdict that these people are fasiq? When they saw the perfect character combined with the perfect message 
with an exhausted effort of da'wah and still after all the you know, all the case has been made. There's no reason to reject this message from any point of view. And then they reject, obviously the only thing left can be there's some corruption inside. These are the inherently corrupt. So before we start labeling others that they're corrupt, maybe our da'wah itself isn't as pure as it should be. That what we're doing isn't as pure as it should be. So it's not, you know, it's very easy to say, I did my job. My job was to convey the message, I did it. No, 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 it doesn't work like that. That's an escapist attitude. Tell that to Nuh salam, right? I told him already once. I'm done. It's the same crowd of people he has to go back to over and over again. So, فَمَا يَكْفُرُ بِهَا إِلَّا الْفَاسِقُونَ 